Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting. Oh! Let him play. You bet one one bone to win nineteen. I'm t- where? What site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? Like, they let you do fifty cent bets. Oh my goodness, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally, like he dropped Superman down like the drain, comes out. Like, God damn it, Superman! <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City. Part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans! And a pleasure to have you here for this special NFL wildcard preview show. Good to have you with us from the Dave and City Studios at the home of champions, Southern California. Uh, we're glad to be with you here after as we uh, finish out the uh, final, the final uh, results from our contest that we've been doing all season long. John in Connecticut's with us here to break down all the scenarios. Should be a fun wild card weekend coming up, and certainly a lot of mystery to it. There could be a lot of big, big uh, upsets in the mix. We'll see. I mean, uh, time will really tell. But it was a very, very exciting week 18 in the NFL, and an, an equally exciting uh, college football championship round. Uh, great times all, all the way around. So uh, let's give you a recap of what happened in our contest, and we'll we'll see if John was able to clinch the clinch the the contest last weekend. Let's hit it. <laughs> All right, so it's time for our wild card preview, and let's give you the final results from our contest throughout the season. So in week 19, John only needed a couple games to, to clinch the thing. Really only needed one. He got, he went two. So he went two and two for week 19. Andy was close behind it. Two was literally the same, two and two, as well were Ron and me. We both went two and two as well. So the entire panel had the same record last weekend. And that's honestly a good thing for as crazy as that week was in the NFL. Junkies guest picks went one and three, and and this is these are our final standings for 2021. John secures the first place finish at 43, 30 and one. Great job out of John. Andy in second place at 39 and 35. Ron in third place at 35, 38 and one. And I, Dave, um, you know that record actually looks better than I expected. 34, 39, and 1. I mean, certainly, I just, I, the beginning of the season, that was free falling, so I, I think I'll take it. Guest picks 31, 41, and 2. And that's how we wrap it up on the football picks this year. It was really a lot of fun and just a good time talking about the games as well. So now let's let's bring our friend John into, this, into the show. Uh, we did have Andy scheduled, but Andy's got some other scenarios going, so. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll go. We can go for it, uh, the two of us, and we'll have a good time previewing these games. So, John, good to have you back. How's it going tonight? What's going on, Dave? Good to be back. Yeah, uh, very excited about my contest results from this year. I think I was dead last last year, but mm-hmm. um, my record comes out to be about fifty eight percent. So I don't know. Maybe I should start a tout service. We'll see about <laughs> that. I guess. Yeah, I love it. I love it, John. Um, you know, it's 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 good that uh, I'm really glad that you. You bounce back because, like, it's 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 tough to see any of us like that, you know, in dead last in, in any given year. So I always root for people to bounce back, and I'm glad you did. That's really great. Well, good job out of you. Yeah. Um. So Vito won your contest in the in the pool you were doing. Good job out of him. He's tough. He's a good he's a good player. Yeah. He he had a great run to the. I think he had like six wins against you or five wins in your matchup, and then uh, like five or six the rest of the way. So it's it's funny though. So I I made. I was like you, Dave. I was in the opening round, and I 
lost on like the last game of that stupid Tuesday night when they had the rescheduled COVID games. Oh yeah. So then I just kind of kept track the last three weeks. Like, all right, if I had won, I did the same like picks. And of course I would have won the next three weeks, but I guess that's just how it goes. But um, I won't complain. I always, it's such a fun thing to do. And um, you know, I, I congrats to the, the folks that won uh, that took home the, the, the prize this year. So uh, already looking forward to doing it again next year. It's one of my favorite things, the pool that I, that I manage. And it's a good pool. It's a good pool and a good group. And uh, and let me also say congratulations on the college pick'em. I think you got a top three finish, right? I did. Yes, actually, my dad got first, mm-hmm. and then I got second. I literally had no idea what he was going with, but I yeah. said to myself, you know, I I'm not going to jeopardize. Like if I got if I won, I was going to get guarantee myself second place. So at that point, if he went opposite of me, whatever, you know what, that, that's fine. But he ended up going Georgia as well. Um, so he ended up getting first place and then I got second place. I think it's the first time I've won like bowl mania and all the years that I've been doing it. So it was a really good bowl season. I'm very sad that that is ending. Um, so yeah, definitely happy about that. It's been, it's been pretty good lately. The, the wagering, I, I hit like the same game parlay on Sunday. Oh, you hit the, the yeah, it's great. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And the Seahawks, uh, Cardinals game. Mm-hmm. So I was reading these tweets in the morning about how, uh, Tyler Lockett needed like two touchdowns to hit, you know, two million bucks in incentives or something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, all right, let me, let me just throw together like one of these same game parlays. So I did Tyler Lockett to score the two touchdowns. Uh, DK Metcalf had another uh, incentive kind of thing. He needed like 50 yards or something. So I put that in there. And then I just took the Seahawks um, and uh, bumped the spread up to plus 10 and a half. And that was a really nice payout, especially with the Lockett. Uh, to like to score two touchdowns. I mean, those odds are huge to begin with. So when you threw the other two in there, it it got up pretty well. So I'm on a nice little streak here. So I don't know I, when they say you win in threes. I think I, I think I think I got all three at this point. So I I, I expect a huge losing losing streak now at this point. But we'll see. So it's it's been pretty good lately with the with the gambling. So I cannot complain. That's for sure. I love it. Uh, well, anyway, major kudos once again. So uh, now we get to go in and recap what was just one of the great. And I mean, great F- final weeks of the NFL season that we've ever seen. Like, it was an incredible weekend. Like, and we had a good one a couple of years ago, like when, when Miami upset uh, upset uh, the Patriots. That was back when Brady was still there. Um, but kind of a, a lot of the juice just like that, but maybe even better. Because, like, yeah, three games go to overtime. You had, like, virtual playoff games in a couple scenarios. So definitely with, with the Chargers and the Raiders. And and uh, it was just a it was incredible it was a great weekend of football like and Saturday wasn't so good no we we agree we um, but I will say you know I gotta give Denver a lot of credit for hanging in the game against the Chiefs I we thought they were gonna get their butt kicked and actually we're hanging around for a while so good good out of them too um, so let's get your thoughts about last week's action I mean a lot to cover and you know that your prophecy about the tie game almost happened too in the Charger <laughs> game that's crazy. Oh my God. I know that was just, uh, I guess you have to start with that. Well, first to even get to that point, the Colts had to lay the biggest egg of the season in Jacksonville. I mean, my goodness, Carson Wentz, like what happened to him the last couple games? It's just, you know, they go from the team that nobody wants to play. They stopped the Patriots huge winning streak on that Saturday night game. Following week, they have literally no offensive linemen, and they go into Arizona and win. You're thinking, oh, okay, all they need to do is win one of their last two games at home against the Raiders and then at the Jags. And, of course, they can't get it done against the Raiders. 
which puts the Raiders in position to make the playoffs. And then you think, all right, well, they're 15 point favorites of Jacksonville. Well, that, that spread was just so inflated to begin with. I mean, that probably should have been like 10 or 11. I mean, I took Jacksonville with the spread, but I never thought that they would uh, get the outright win. And not only get the outright win, they completely just dominated them. It was like 23 to three in, in the, in the fourth quarter, the Jags have one of the worst defensive lines and run defenses in football and the Colts couldn't do anything. It, it just, it was just so bizarre. It's one of those things where, I mean, I saw a trend that the, the Colts had, hadn't won in Jacksonville in seven years. Like they've lost all seven games there um, in recent memory. And they just, for whatever reason, they just go down there and they can't, they can't get the job done. And what a horrible time to have your worst game of the season. Um, you know, and the Jags were coming off a 40 point loss. It was like 50 to three against the Patriots. And you're thinking there's, there's just like no way that they're going to lose this. And um, just a miserable performance. And the, the Colts, they got some questions now. I mean, if they're going to stick with Carson Wentz, I mean, he kind of turned into the quarterback that he was with the Eagles last year, these last few games. And um, definitely something it, it, for them to evaluate in the off season. So because that happened, then Dave, you had the Steelers yep. and, and uh, Ravens all of a sudden now is like a, a you know, um, a game with huge implications. So, you know, I mean that the Steelers had that night, they have a comeback in the fourth quarter. I still don't know why Tomlin didn't go for it on that fourth and what was it? One near the 50 yard line and he just punted to get to overtime. I mean, it ended up working out, but I thought that was going to cost them the game. Uh, but really, their defense is what won it again. I mean, it, it is so painful to watch the the Steelers passing game. My goodness, it's like every play is like a a three yard out or a two yard hitch, and they just, you know, it, it's really painful to watch. I mean, we'll talk about the game against the Chiefs later, but uh, not a great matchup. But hey, you know what? We talk about these people for Coach of the Year. I mean, Mike Tomlin should get some consideration for winning. Yeah. Not what nine games with that team. And with that quarterback, I mean, Ben is so washed up. It's not even funny. But, hey, you know what? They, they Their defense played excellent. Right. Um, and they just made enough plays to get the win. And uh, just kind of the same old story for the Ravens. Like every single close game uh, the last month of the season, they just couldn't they couldn't get over the hump and make that one play to, to get the win. But, you know, Pittsburgh t- took advantage. So at that point, they're in the playoffs as long as the game on right. Sunday Night Football does not tie. <laughs> so I, I guess before we get into like the particulars of what happened there. So, Dave, how are you feeling as a Steelers fan? It's in overtime. Yeah. Or well, first off, I mean, the Raiders, they should have won easily. What was it, 29 to 14 in the fourth yeah, quarter? That's the way we need to start, right? Because they were up with like, yeah, they had a huge lead yeah. in the fourth quarter. I'm like, don't tell me you're going to make this go to overtime. Are you kidding me? I'm like, you, and then you're like, you think, you, you know, like if people who had the Raiders and, and, you know, and picks too. And then it's just like, come on guys. Like, can you get like, do you know how many fourth downs in a row? The chargers covered oh in that God. fourth quarter. Like five in that, a row. That last drive when it was 29, 22 and it was the last drive yeah. that they scored on, they must've converted seven fourth downs. I mean, I'm probably exaggerating <laughs> a little bit, but it had to be five, five yeah. fourth downs. And and the last one too was it like fourth and twenty up from the twenty three yard line and I mean Herbert is is amazing they got to get him a, a good coaching staff Staley is a complete clown like he he he's kind of like McVeigh and people think he's smart but he's really he's really not right I mean, right you know with with this all, you know all this analytic 
bullshit. Like I'm all for being aggressive, but um, you know, when he went for that fourth and one in his own 18 yard line early in the game, like, dude, like pump the ball. Okay. Like, so there's sometimes where it's just, you're just reckless making those kinds of decisions. And that, I mean, the Raiders, they kept him out of the end zone, but that was still a field goal for that point. But I guess, what are you thinking when it heads into overtime and both teams trade field goals. Oof. And then I don't think they traded punts after that. I think the Raiders got the ball back. And yeah. that, that's when the infamous last drive was going on. <laughs> what were you thinking as the Raiders were? I literally thought they were going to run out the clock. It looked like, like it, right? Kinda, and then the yeah, timeout bails them out. Right. It's just like, what? What are you? Right. They were just doing handoffs up the middle, like yeah. shotgun handoffs up the middle. I thought they were going to, on that third down, I thought they were going to run it up because there was like 45 seconds left. So I thought, okay, they're going to snap one play, run it up the middle, and then they were all going to walk off the field with a tie. And it would have been the craziest thing in the history of the NFL. Yeah. But Staley calls a timeout I mean, for I, some reason. I don't know he what. Said, I just have, yeah. I mean, he said he wanted to set his defense, which I don't know. I don't it, know. it sounds like bullshit to me because – Number one, there's four seconds left on the play clock. Why isn't your defense already set by then? You know they're going to run the ball. I mean, yeah, their run defense is terrible, so maybe he wanted to get the guys in the right position. Well, guess what? Your timeout didn't work because they just got 15 yards after the, after the play. Right. Like, I think they had held them pretty well on the first and second down with the personnel that was on the field. So, um, what, you know. Do you remember what yard line they were at at that point? Because I know that. They, were they in field range at that point? Because I, I, It would have been really long. Field yeah, yeah, it would have been thinking. like 57, 56 yards, yeah. 58 yards maybe. Yeah. Well, that guy Carlson is really good. So he, he they, honestly, they might have tried it. They might have ran the clock down to like one second and tried it. Call a timeout and then try yeah. He, right. Yeah. Knowing that the worst thing that can happen is he misses it and it's a, you know, it's a tie. Yeah. I mean, I know some people were saying, well, what if it's blocked? What if, you know, the Chargers would return it for a touchdown? Like I could, I could see that as well. But at the same time, they kind of, I, I can tell once they broke, once he ca- called the timeout, it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, this guy's just being a douchebag about this. Like, let's just run a play and then let's knock him out of the playoffs. And that's ex- exactly what they did. And even, you know, Derek Carr, he admitted it at first. He's like, yeah, that changed our thinking. But then he kind of like immediately went back on it because it kind of wouldn't have looked great to put that out as their message. But I, I would be like I'm like 99 sure that they were just gonna run the clock out. I would have called that timeout. Here's what I thought was gonna happen. I thought they were gonna run it down like one, tie, call a timeout, right. and then like okay, we'll, we'll 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 try to kick it from wherever that was. Like that, like you said, it's a re- it would have been a really long field goal. You may have gotten it, but that's what I thought they were gonna do. But calling the timeout just fucked it all up. I mean, that's such a Charger thing to do. It just like I don't know how Yachts keeps like. Doesn't have well, he doesn't have any hair, but if he did, if he did, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I feel bad for them. Was thinking like I, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. No. But hey, you know what? He's still an NFL coach, and I'm not. So uh, good for, for how him, long but, though? <laughs> yeah, this is true. Like if, if I owned that team, I would have fired his ass right after the game for that kind of move. I like who cares? You can find NFL coaches. Like it's not like a college program where like it's. You know, if you go one and done in a college uh, situation, that that's definitely going to hurt your program. Well, one and done in the NFL, who cares? Like you're just going to bring in new free agents or, or whatever. I mean, sometimes clearly when the, the coach has to be fired, you got to get rid of them. So, I mean, I, I thought we were going to have another fun year of Joe Judge next year, but uh, unfortunately, the Giants took care of that um, yesterday and, and got rid of him. But um, man, yeah, that 
honestly, what a game to to end the season on. That was the game of the year by far. Even though it, you know, it could have ended in a tie. That was the game of the year. In my well, one of, I mean, there's but there are so many games all year we'd have to go back on. But that was definitely the top five. Yeah, um, yeah. Of, of games of the year. Completely agree. So, um, yeah, and so that was the drama. All the drama was in the AFC wildcard situation. I mean, the other things that needed to be decided. Um, you know, the, the 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 Bills kind of had a whole hum win over the Jets to clinch the division, and it didn't matter either way because Miami just blitz new england um which was interesting i mean the, the, again just like the jack the jaguars beat the colts and at home the dolphins just seem to have new england's number down in miami and i was pretty surprised about that spread um like patriots was a touchdown favorite which, which seemed like a lot to me i but um in any event so but that sets up the bills and patriots again for for the playoffs so i guess you can't complain with that that mm-hmm. should be a pretty good pretty good game um, and then the other thing to be decided this weekend was in the NFC with the um, the NFC West. And man, uh, you know they were they kept throwing out that stat about Sean McVay, like forty something an hour or whatever when he was leading at halftime. Well, you can throw that one out the window. Yep. Um, I think they were what up seventeen nothing. Seventeen. And then the Niners come out and just run the ball literally the entire third quarter and get back into the game, just gashing them. Um, and then it looked like they were going to take the lead late in the game. Garoppolo throws a horrible interception. The Rams go down the field and score a touchdown. You're thinking, oh, okay, it's over. And then there had been like a minute left. I don't know the exact time, but it was probably around a minute. And they let them go 90 yards in like a minute to score a touchdown to tie the game. Just horrible situational defense. I mean, I don't know what they're doing. And um, the Niners end up winning it in overtime. The good thing for the Rams is – the Cardinals were just as inept. Yeah. They couldn't beat <laughs> the right. Seahawks at home. So that sets up a perfect matchup, Rams and Cardinals, <laughs> next Monday night. Like, that, that is just – yeah. we'll talk about that. But who, who the hell knows that game? I mean, my goodness. Oh, man. Um, two, like, fraudulent teams, in my opinion, um, <laughs> matching up in that one. Oh, boy. Wait till you and hear my because, prediction for that one. Oh, you're not going to – you might be surprised. I, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they can't end in a tie, unfortunately. Ah. Uh, uh, True. It's, you know, They'll keep yeah, going. Can't end in a tie in a playoff game. Um, and then with that win, the Niners clinched the wild card spot because if they had lost, the Saints won, so the Saints would have gotten that last spot. Yep. So um, yeah, so that that wrapped up the NFC. Um, and I think I think that was pretty much it for seeding situation. I mean, some of the teams like shuffled in the in the NFC, like the Bucks got up to the two seed, Cowboys three, and they the Rams lost, dropped them to four. Um, and then the AFC Titans won to clinch the one seed. That was the other seeding mm. situation. So, um, yeah, crazy, crazy week. Uh, this actually was not the first NFL Week 18. They were saying that before the end, one of the strike seasons, they had a Week 18 uh, back in you know the early mm. 90s. I don't okay. remember it. I mean, I was alive, but I don't you know. I probably didn't start watching football until the mid-90s. So I don't, I don't recall that. But, um yeah, very interesting week. I mean, you know, the other games just didn't have any playoff implications, so we don't really need to discuss them. But I will say, like, again, the the Giants and Joe Judge, you know, doing quarterback sneaks on his goal line just to give his his punter room. I mean, you know, he, he deserved to be fired for sure. Um, so uh, that was a, that was a good decision by them. And I, and I and if we're on the topic of coach firings, I was very surprised that Miami got rid of Flores. Yeah. I guess there was some kind of in, internal 
um, you know, internal struggle there with him and the general manager because, yeah, and in terms of the results on the field, like, yeah, his, his record was around 500, but from when he took over last year to now, the team clearly, clearly improved, or I'm sorry, two years ago, the team clearly improved greatly. And they're, you know, they always played hard for him and they're, they're competitive team. So that one was a little surprising. Um, uh, the, the NFC North teams, not surprising. They got rid of Nagy and Zimmer respectively, uh, you know, we'll see what they, what those teams do. I mean, they're going to be looking up at the Packers as long as LaFleur and Rogers stick around, um, at least in my opinion, anyway. And then uh, Denver fired Fangio, which can't blame him for that. I mean, he's a great defensive coordinator, but he's just not made out to be made out to be a head coach. As we saw again on Saturday when he's, you know, the, obviously the, the guy, fumbled, Gordon fumbling the ball is not his fault. Um, they, they were going to put that game away if they scored a touchdown there in that spot. But – on the next drive, when he goes to kick a field goal down four points, it's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you're, you're five and 11. Like, just fucking have some balls and just go for it. Like, I that's what I don't understand with some of these coaches. Like, you literally have nothing to lose. Like, who cares if you don't go for it? Like, go for it on every fourth down. Like, what's the point? You know, at that point, like, you know, who cares? So, like, Staley, yeah, go, go for it on fourth down. Yeah, well, <laughs> but see, he had something to lose, though. Like, he's playing True. for a playoff spot. <laughs> He's yeah, he's fighting for his playoff life. I mean, Fangio, the Broncos. I mean, they the team's going nowhere. Like, who cares? Like, give your fans some excitement. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a crazy week week eighteen, and you know, we'll remember that. I'll remember that Chargers Raiders game for a long time. That Me was too. something else. Yeah, yeah. One to remember. So uh, that brings us now to that brings us now uh, to <laughs> to this week's action. And it's time for the super wildcard round in uh, in in the 2021 season. It's a huge slate, you know. Now we have we had you know we used to have like a, a handful of games, and now we have just a whole bunch. So there they are on the screen. I, I think for those of you listening on the podcast, uh, I think I think you, you you probably already know what the matchups are. But uh, but the but I think the the key matchups here: Raiders, Bengals to start. Bengals are always like a always a perennial favorite or a perennial appearance at 4:30 on Saturday. So fact, <laughs> <laughs> so the tradition continues for them. Uh, Pat's bills, a divisional matchup. I mean, if you remember their last, uh, the, um, the meeting on Monday night football was memorable. It was like a really low scoring game. The win was crazy in that in Buffalo, um, Eagles, Bucks, 49ers, Cowboys, Steelers, Chiefs, and Cardinals, Rams. And, and we're going to go through these, uh, one at a time because, uh, I think there's a lot to talk about with each of these. I and mean, the one that probably had the least amount to talk about is the Eagles game. Like, eh, not much to talk about there. But everybody else, there's juice. And I think it'll be interesting. Even the Steelers game. I actually think the Steelers might, might have a shot at that one. Not to win, necessarily, but to, just to make it interesting. We'll see. But, but John, I'm going to give it to you. And uh, let's get your thoughts get about thoughts. each of these games. But we're going to start with the Raider game. Now, the Raiders, the question is, what do they have left? In terms of what they can bring to um, to this game, and I'll show you the odds in a moment. These are the odds, and you can see Cincinnati is a five and a half point favorite per the Action Network. And I don't know. I I mean, do you think the Raiders would give them a game? What's your what's your feel for this one? Yeah, you're right, David. This is just a horrible situational spot for the Raiders because you know you have the motion of of you know having to win three straight games to get to the playoffs. First off. They played the Sunday night game, goes into overtime. They play literally the full overtime period, and now they play the Saturday early game. 
So that's one extra less day of rest. And then you add in the, the overtime uh, from Sunday night. I mean, the guys, the guys are, you know, highly conditioned athletes. I mean, they'll, they'll be fine from a, like a physical standpoint, but just mentally, it's just gotta be kind of draining. Um, so I, I could see the Raiders starting slow in this game for sure. However, you know, as good as Joe Burrow has been and as dynamic as Chase and Higgins and that offense can be, do we really want to trust the Cincinnati Bengals in a playoff game laying five and a half points? I don't know if I do. Um, so I think my lean here would be to take the Raiders. I know the Raiders defense isn't very good and the Bengals probably should, should score a decent amount of points. But I, I just feel like the, the run that the Raiders are on, I think they're going to play this one pretty well. I think they can have success uh, on the Bengals' defense. You, you saw over the last uh, couple of weeks that, you know, Mahomes pretty much had their way in, in, the, well, in that first half. Um, so, I mean, I'm not saying the Raiders are, have the, the Chiefs' offense by any means, but Carr can be very efficient with his passes. Um, having Waller back is huge. And Renfro's emerged as a, a pretty reliable target for him, and they can and they can run the ball with Jacobs. So I think they have the the recipe here to kind of keep this game uh, within the the five, like four points. I could see like a twenty four to twenty kind of win for for Cincinnati if that. And you know I don't think there's a huge. I know the Raiders have the, an interim coach, but uh, that guy Bisacci has doing done a pretty good job, I'd say, considering all the circumstances that he he had to take over the job for. I mean, we'll see if he gets consideration for the full-time role, but I still don't trust Zach Taylor in this spot at all. Um, so I think that's kind of a wash, the coaching the coaching edge. So um, I'm going to lean towards the Raiders here, uh, getting the five and a half points. That, that'd be my feeling for this game. Um, I, I, I'm just not going to trust Cincinnati laying that kind of, uh, kind of number. But like I said, though, I think the Raiders could start slow. So maybe Bengals first half or even first quarter. I'm not really into first quarter bets, but I could see that being a play. And then the Raiders maybe like claw their way back in the game. And like I said, it, it kind of ends up maybe 24 to 20. That's kind of my, my uh, feeling on this game. So who do you like in this one, Dave? Yeah. I, I, I think my instinct in the beginning was Raiders plus five and a half. So the only thing I'm worried about is like, will they, will they be exhausted after that game? You, you tend to see a really big letdown after an overtime game, especially if you win. It's like, I can't even imagine how they're going to keep up, but, but uh, I mean, there is something to be said about that Cincy defense. It's really bad. Like it's it's a bad defense. I mean, I, I that's a tough nut to crack. I I think whenever they always say when you don't know where to pick, take the points because that's the best way to go. And like you said, like Cincinnati in a playoff game is just never a good bet, especially with almost a touchdown. Like I'm not gonna do that. So I I'm with you. I think I'm gonna go Raiders. I'm gonna get the Raiders in the points too. It should be a close game anyway. I think. Neither team can really put away anybody else. Like both teams are notorious for letting teams hang around. So I think just from that principle, I think it's worth it. And if the Bengals win and the matchup is Bengals Titans, you can pencil that right in for next Saturday at four 30. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> just think of the other teams that could play. Like obviously the Packers are probably going to get a nice, uh, they're not well, actually last year. They were the Saturday four 30 game. So I shouldn't speak. For sure, but I mean, I I would imagine Bengals and Titans would be the the four thirty game if that's how the, the seeding worked out. Because yeah. the Bengals are the fourth seed, so if it, all the higher seeds won, if it was um, Bills Chiefs, and then 
Bengals Titans, like they're not putting Bills Chiefs on at Saturday at four thirty. And then like if it's Packers and Rams and Cowboys and uh Bucks, like yeah, that game is gonna be Saturday at four thirty. So <laughs> that's a great call. We'll be on the lookout. So you know it's interesting when when you saw the matchups, you could you could see like what games were gonna get what slots. Like if you take a look at for example, like I knew that when the 49ers won, I'm like, oh my god, that 49er Cowboy game is gonna be it's gonna be primo. Like Sunday late afternoon. Like I knew I didn't know who what the network was, but I'm like, whoever was doing that game, like they're gonna get that game. And they are. Like it's 4:30 Eastern, of course. Like it's like the interestingly enough, they say that that's a better time slot than the Sunday night time slot and the Saturday night time slot. I don't know why, but they say that it's just better ratings for whatever reason. So, um, so yeah, that's that's a big get. And then, like, the one, the Steelers and the Chiefs, we figured they're going to get some kind of primetime coverage, either Saturday or Sunday or Monday. And they did. And uh, we'll see. And everybody hates it because, like, ah, the Steelers are tough tough to watch. I'm not disagreeing with that, but it's just that that's the scenario. Um, anyway, let's get back to the matchups. Patriots-Bills, you're looking at it Saturday night. And uh, let's go back to the odds and take a look at that uh, if you're watching on YouTube. So Buffalo's a four-point favorite. The over-under is 44 and a half. And um, let's get your thoughts on it. Which way would you lean on this one? Yeah, so there's going to be some weather in this game, too. It's like the first game. Uh, I just pulled up an article about it. Um, let's see here. Uh, it's going to be wind chill below zero. Uh, not not in terms of – not the wind like there was last time. It's just going to be extremely, extremely cold. So we'll see how that – affects the the offenses clearly it's going to um usually when you see those cold weather games it's it's kind of harder to pass uh harder to kick the ball obviously so i think maybe under could be a look for this game um i i really can't see the screen there dave is it 44 and a half the, yeah the 40, for this one? 44 and a half yeah okay yeah, yeah. that number I, i'm kind of leaning towards the under in this one okay uh, for sure um with, the, with those conditions and just the way the Patriots like to play uh, right now. I mean, they're not really an explosive offense. You know, they kind of like to use their running game uh, with Harris and, uh, you know, hopefully limit the mistakes made by Mac Jones and just let him manage the game. And uh, they got behind on Sunday against Miami and that just killed their chances in that, in that game. Um, you remember the matchup just a few weeks ago in New England, uh, Josh Allen just had a phenomenal game against the Patriots, the complete opposite of the, the weather game. But, but, you know, it was just so windy that night, like you really couldn't couldn't do anything with, with, with throwing the ball. And he finally, um, you know, they had good conditions for that game in New England, and he played phenomenal. So I, I think I would lean the Bills in this game. I think the Patriots have been a nice story all year, and Mac Jones has played fine for a rookie. I just think kind of in this last month, they've kind of lost lost some steam here. Um, I'm not, you know, the Bills have been so up and down, so it wouldn't, like, it wouldn't shock me if the Patriots won because Belichick is so good and just he comes up with these game plans uh, to take away the opposing team's best player and just really limit what they do. I mean, remember that that win game, I and mean, I think Mac Jones threw what, two passes the entire game. So, I mean, he, he does stuff like that to put their, their put their team in the best position to win. But I just think in general, the, the Bills are the better team. And um, I, I'll trust them at home to win by more than four points. So 
Uh, I would go Bills and under in this matchup and in a lower scoring game. So like 23 to 14 or something like that. I, I can see the Bills winning. I mean, just look at Sunday. It was the same kind of conditions and they, there was, there weren't many points scored um, on the Jets. I mean, the Bills didn't, they didn't play amazing. I mean, that's kind of been their story all year. It's just mm-hmm. really up and down for them. But I think when they bring their elevated level of play, I think they, they're better than the Patriots. And, and you know, we'll we'll, we'll uh, want to see them advance here. So um, I like the Bills. So I, I take them in the under in this game. Well, I like them to win. I like the Bills to win. I think they're going to win the game. I'm not really – I mean, I'm a little worried about it because, I mean, Belichick is Belichick. He's really good at scheming and such. But they're just, as you said, they're just just a more talented team. they got more good players than the Patriots have good players. And Mac Jones had a nice year. But I'm not sure if that offense can win you a game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if – I mean, they can – they can manage a game so that you can win, but can they carry you to a win? No, I don't think I don't think he's got that. They have that kind of offense, and I think in the playoffs you have to do that. Like I don't think you can win with just defense, and and their defense is good. I don't know. If I wouldn't necessarily say it's a great defense, but for that reason alone, I mean it is a divisional game. So from that standpoint, I might just play the plus four anyway. But I do lean. I'm probably leaning the Pats with the points, but I don't think they're going to win the game outright that's so i don't know how that works out but that's sort of my lean yeah that's maybe a money line parlay with something dave put that yeah in a money line maybe so i think so i think that would do it you know um that would be a good call yeah i probably so like a money line now if you want to do a money line parlay i'll tell you what what would be really good like parlay that with the next game the tampa game like that would be (laughs) That is going to be a money line parlay. Like if they, because if the once the Buffalo wins, you know, like at least I think, I think the next games are short. However, people have been saying that the Bucks aren't that are really not looking good, and I'm curious as to where you are with them. So we can go ahead to that game now and see what mm-hmm. you think of Bucks and against the Eagles. I mean, the Bucks certainly haven't been impressive over the last month or so. I mean, they had that, you know, the loss of the Saints nine nothing. I mean, in that game they lose Godwin. I mean, Evans got hurt, but he, he's back. And of course, the whole Antonio Brown fiasco. So they 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 lose you know they lose another top receiver. So they're down on receivers. Um, they've struggled on the road this year. You know, good thing this game is being played in Tampa because they they've been dominant at home for the most part, other than that one game against the Saints. I know the Bucks are probably glad the Saints didn't make the playoffs because the Saints defense has just owned Tampa since Brady's gotten there. It's like the one team that's really given him fits but i mean they easily could have lost that game to the jets i mean you know the jets make a dumb coaching decision on that fourth down play and you know brady is brady and and leads them to the drive but they easily could have lost that um they just they haven't been playing playing great but you know what they're here they're the number two seed the defending super bowl champion so you have to you have to respect them in this spot and they've they've gotten they got one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time so um and this is just a bad matchup for the eagles because what are the one what's the one thing that the Eagles really do well? They really run the ball well. Well, the Bucks have probably the best run defense in the NFL. No one even tries to run on them for the most part. So that's gonna put the ball in the hands of Jalen Hurts. And I mean, he's been okay this season, but I mean there's some games where, you know, they lost to the Giants on the road and he was just awful. So if if you're gonna be counting on him to win you the game, 
I, I think that's that's a tough talk, a tough ask for him to, to do that. Um, they really need to rely on their running game, and I think it's going to be shut down in this matchup, and um, they're going to they're going to struggle. I did see again. This game is going to of all all the games this weekend. This game is going to have some weather. So uh, I was just reading. There's a 70% chance of rain and wind of up to 22 miles an hour. So you think that that would favor the Eagles, who are a ground attack, like I just mentioned. But I think the Bucks will be able to still shut that down, and the, the Eagles are going to be even more screwed because they're going to be trying to throw the ball in 20 mile an hour winds uh, down in Tampa, and you know. Brady and the Bucs will find a way to get their offense going to, to score enough points here. Um, so I definitely like Tampa laying the eight and a half. I mean, obviously, as a biased Green Bay Packers fan, I do not want to see the Bucs advancing. Like, we want to get them out of the playoffs. I mean, if mm -hmm. the Packers have to play them, they, they play them. I mean, it is what it is. And I wouldn't, you know, if, if that's the rematch in, in Lambeau Field in a few weeks, we'll, we'll accept it when it comes. But um, I definitely would like them to lose, but I don't see them losing this game. I just think it's a it's a pretty poor matchup. Uh, when these two teams played earlier this year, Bucks like dominated the game, and somehow the Eagles ended up getting a backdoor cover. Do you remember that game, Dave? It was like on a Thursday night. Um, right. It was it was it was wild. Like I don't know how the Eagles ended up covering, but they somehow did, and they got completely dominated in the game. But they somehow got in the number. But um, for the most part, the, the Bucks were the far far superior team. And here at home, back at home, I, I think they'll continue that. So definitely like Tampa minus the eight and a half. I saw it open seven. I hate myself for not getting on that. Um, even though I, I think they'll win by 10 or more, but definitely would have rather had the seven. So I, I think you would agree on this on this game that Bucks are going to roll them pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I do. I think they're, I mean, eight and a half is a lot, of, is a lot but um, I, I just can't see how the Eagles are going to put up the points to keep up with them. I just... Every game I see with the Eagles, it's like they're barely scoring like twenty. Like I, if they're lucky, like I, you've seen some games that are just real rock fights. Like the one against the Giants was just a rough game to watch. So it's like, yeah, I mean, uh, I think a good example of what the Eagles might or the kind of team that the Eagles are is the Carolina. Is Carolina? And that was last week, and it, it always looked on paper like, well, maybe they could hang around. And they just didn't. And just too many turnovers by by Darnold and the, and the and those guys. And I feel like that's the risk with the Eagles. Like, no matter what they might be able to do with running the ball, or whatever, I feel like they're prone to turning it over too. So uh, that's going to be a big problem. So honestly, I just think I just think Tampa Bay is going to win. I don't know if they're if they're going to win by like 25, 24 or thirty, but they'll probably win by like eleven, by like twelve or. 14 or so something like that so um i think the under is like the best play because you just mentioned the wind and i'm like yeah i mean you have all that and then the wind like usually 20 plus mile per hour wind is is equals a lower scoring game so that lot i like more but i will lean tampa bay yeah so uh let's move on to the next game um <clears throat> we're gonna go with the 49ers cowboys it's an obviously a huge marquee matchup. Really, the names are. I mean, the players haven't really been in the playoffs that much of it lately. But, but big time franchises, obviously, you know, tons of history with both both with both teams, and the Niners sneaking in there after that dramatic playoff comeback or that dramatic overtime comeback against the Rams. Uh, they're a gutty team. They're gritty. They had a comeback against Tennessee too. If you remember, oh no no no, I'm sorry. Tennessee had a comeback on them. 
they blew a game actually against the Titans a few weeks ago. So they've been able to hang with all the good teams. And, and so it's interesting to see that. I think this game could be really, I, I think we're just, I'm just going to give it to you right away, John. Let's get your thoughts. Cause again, three and a half for the Cowboys. If you take a look at it, you know, um, it's a, it's a tough one to call. It's a tough one to it call is. for me. Yeah. So what do you think? I agree. This is a tough one. I, it's like right on that number where you don't feel comfortable taking Dallas as a favorite, but same time, I don't know if I really like the 49ers to, I could see them losing by four as well. And like, you, you know, you lose, you lose that way. Um, but like, why is this game on CBS, Dave? That's what I want to know. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. I mean, Fox was, uh, Fox get one game, gets one game the whole weekend. Fun. Just strange. Yeah. It's very that strange. That doesn't make sense to me. No. Like CBS has two. So yeah. why shouldn't Fox get two? And then, you know, they could have done NBC gets one and ESPN now gets one. I, so I, I don't, I don't mean they're like, you they're can, like flip. Maybe they get know. them. Maybe they get two of them next week. Like maybe that's the thought. I don't know. It's strange. Right. Maybe they get two next week and they'll CBS will just get the one next week. I guess yeah. we'll see when the schedule comes out. Cause I think NBC will get a, a divisional game mm-hmm. as well. So, mm-hmm. um, but in any event, that's like just nerd stuff that we're talking about, but in terms of the the game itself, um, gone to my head, I'd probably lean with the 49ers getting the, the – I think the half's important. I think this will be a three – this could be a three-point game for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cowboys' offense has – you know, I know they've scored a lot of points in, in, in these games, but in the games that really, I guess, mattered per se, like remember the, the Arizona game a few weeks ago? Like they really couldn't do much of anything, and – some of these games, they just started really slow. Um, Dax had some turnovers. I mean, I remember the, the the Giants game. I know they they won fairly handily, but it was like a twenty to nine game. They really didn't do great. I mean, it definitely helps them to be at home on that turf for sure. So I think they'll they'll play better than say if it was like an outdoor grass game. Like if it was in San Francisco, I think they'd have some some big trouble. Um, you know, and then the Dallas defense has, has been pretty solid all year. I mean, Parsons is just an animal. Uh, that was just a great pick on, on their part, and he's just been wrecking games. But I think they can be had, though, for the most part. And I think, uh, you know, the Niners, they just, it's just a, a dominating run game with Mitchell, and then they have Debo Samuel coming out of the backfield and as a receiver, and that guy is just a phenomenal talent. Uh, I know what you can say about them. I think it all comes down to – like I was going to say, if the, if the Niners get behind early, they're screwed, but they kind of just disproved that theory against the Rams last week. I don't know if that's more because of, you know, McVay just like screwing things up or, you know, you just can't trust Stafford. But um, I, I do think the Niners, just the, their style of play just lends them to being a very, very live dog here. Uh, Shanahan is typically much better as an underdog than as a favorite. And who can forget the other, the guy on the other sidelines, our old friend, Mike McCarthy, um, <laughs> not, you know, not exactly the playoff coach that I want in, in this spot. Yeah. Um, so very, very tough. This is probably my least confident of the picks this weekend, but I'll just take the dog in this scenario. So we'll go with Dallas plus, I'm sorry, uh, San Francisco plus three and a half. As long as it stays the half, the three, like I'm not, I don't feel as great. The three and a half for sure. And was that total 51? Can you put that up again? Sure. It was so 51. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, that seems like yeah, a lot. Yeah, it is 51. I like the under. Yeah. 
again. I like so team. I think so far, like every game, like I would bet on. I don't know the Bucks game. I know you said like under Dave. The Bucks just seem to score forty points at home in their sleep, or even if they score thirty-one, like the Eagles can get seventeen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about that one. I like the other three unders so far, and that, that's the one game that maybe it would kind of go against your intuition with the weather to say over. But I, I think the Bucks at home is, is probably a good a good over bet. But in any event, uh, for the Dallas game, I would say San Francisco plus three and a half, and then the under fifty-one would be my choices for this one. What, what do you think? Well. Let me ask you this, like, if three and a half, you're right, like, that would be really tough, but it would you be willing to tease both of those? So you can tease San Francisco up to nine and a half, which would be really good, and then the over-under, imagine this, you could tease that all the way up to 57? I'm like, I can't I even, like that. that sounds pretty good. Like San Fran plus nine and a half and under yeah. 57. Yeah, sign me up for that one. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good parlay. That would be the way to do it. Even if you wanted to go, like if you wanted to tease some of the other games, so if you did, um, just off the top of my head, you did San Francisco plus nine and a half, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay minus two and a half, Yep. and then uh, Arizona plus nine and a half. There's your three-team teaser right there. Mm. I don't feel comfortable teasing the other ones. I mean, maybe if you want to tease the Raiders. I mean, I could see teasing the Raiders to, like, plus 10. I could see that, too. Mm. Maybe throw that one in there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that's a pretty good teaser option for this weekend. Yeah. So then the second, the follow-up question is, could you buy, would you be willing to buy up the three and a half to four, like in the case of the Niners? No, I, I don't think so. Okay. I think this stick with the three and a half. I think buying points gets you into trouble for the most part. I, I very, very rarely do that. Like seven and a half to seven, like I'll do three and a half to three, but not not to not to four. I wouldn't do to four. Right on, right on. Yeah. It's like as you mentioned, like it's probably be one of those things where it's like I feel like if the Niners were to cover, they're probably going to win. You know, like there's no point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, so it's just like, like in Bull Mania. Like, if whatever team you're taking with a straight up pick, or I'm sorry, whatever team you're betting with the spread, do as a straight up pick. It doesn't matter if it's a ten point underdog. Just take the straight up pick because more often than not, the underdog is going to win the game outright. And I went against myself in that theory once this year. Of course, it burned me in Bull Mania. I, mean, I ended up doing well, but so it didn't matter. But the Texas Tech and uh, Mississippi State game, I took Texas Tech with the spread, which won, clearly, because they blew them out in the field. But I took Miss Mississippi State straight up for the Bull Mania pool, and that was a dumb mistake. So, wow. yes, whatever team you're taking with the spread, take with the, the straight-up pick, for sure. Yeah, very, very interesting strategy. I like it a lot. I have to remember that next year. But, uh, but pretty good. So, yeah, so as far as my own analysis of the game, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the – I'm going to also side with – I've really struggled with this point spread all week. I've been looking at it all – from the really from the moment it opened. Like, I'm like, okay, so, you know, the intuition is after a dramatic game, especially if you're not even that – you're not that good a team, especially if you've got Garoppolo as your guy with a, with a, as a quarterback, you're like, yeah, they're probably going to get their ass kicked. That's was my thought. But then I looked at the public numbers, and that just kind of convinced me to go the other way with it. For two reasons. Number one, I just, for years, I've never liked to lay points to the Cowboys, ever. I've rarely done it. Like, I I don't even, I thought I might have done it. No, I didn't. I was thinking, like, did I do it with the Eagles game the other, like, last week? And no. What I did was I put the Cowboys in a parlay. 
with Moneyline Parlay. And I'm like, and that was great because like they won easily, right? But I do not ever trust the Cowboys as a favorite at home in a, a playoff scenario. Um, look, and sometimes they get it done. Like one year in the playoffs, they they beat Den- they beat Detroit in the playoff round. That's great, but. I'd rather kind of like what Andy was saying about about the Packers. Like I'd rather bet, like he would say, yeah, I'd rather bet on the um, I like he would say, I'd rather bet on the Packers and get it wrong than not bet on them and then they win, like or they cover. And that's the same principle with me. Like I just don't want to be on the wrong side of that. Like I don't want to be meaning I don't want to bet the Cowboys and they lay an egg. Because that just seems to happen more times than not. You saw it against Arizona. You saw it against the Raiders. Like, they do not cover at home. They're just generally not a good home cover team. And since, pretty much since Thanksgiving, they've been, they've honestly not looked that good. The only team they really had any kind of handle on was Washington. And Washington's a grease fire. So, like, that's not a good example. I don't think you can throw that game out. So, more of the last part of the season has been the Cowboys struggling, particularly on offense. And I think San Francisco can hang around just from that. So, I think the Niners are coming in with better momentum, even though they could be worn out. I still think their defense is good enough to hang, stay in this game. And um, so, I'm going to go Niners plus three and a half. And if they get their butt kicked, I don't mind. Like, I think that's fine. I think the Cowboys would be more fun to talk about in the divisional round. I'd rather do that than bet the Cowboys. And then the 49ers like beat them by like 17 and then I'm out the unit and then we got to be dealing to get the 49ers for like the week. Like I'd, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd feel better about myself if I was wrong the other way. So that's my thought. Niners plus three and a half. Uh, good time. So let's go to the, um, to my team, the Steelers. And here they are coming in. They probably don't belong in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, be cool. Let's be real, but it's all good. They're going to play the Chiefs at 8.15 on NBC. But having said that, you know, much like what we say about Cincinnati, I still, even, they won a Super Bowl. I get it. But I still can't wrap my head around trusting Andy Reid in a big spot, as particularly as a big favorite like that. I, I just think that the Steelers' defense is too good They've had a lot of turnovers in the last game. I'll go look up the box score to see how many they had, but they had a lot. They had a lot. Now, just imagine a scenario where the Steelers did not turn the ball over at all. I think they would stay within they would stay within three touchdowns. I don't know about two, but I think your odds are better than not in that scenario just because it'll be an ugly game in that spot. I Chiefs are beatable. I mean, the Cincinnati did it, right? Like, I mean, teams can beat them. Packers, if they had Rodgers, would have beaten. You know what I mean? Like that, they were beaten. Right, they would have. They would have kicked their ass Absolutely. that day. I mean, Absolutely. Love. I mean, they, if, if Crosby had made a kick and they were competent on special teams, they could have won the game with Love. But yeah, Rodgers yeah. would have destroyed them that day. I'm not saying they would in the Super Bowl because yep. the Chiefs' offense has played better since then. But that day, for sure, they would have just kicked their ass. Yeah, 100. percent So here's the thing: I think the Steelers need to commit to one basic thing to stay in this game: run the ball. Because Najee, I, I was worried about him like uh, uh, during the game against Baltimore because he got hurt in the middle of the game, but he came back. So I'm hopefully he's all right. If he's okay, run the ball. Because the Steelers have one of the, I mean, the Chiefs have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. Commit to the run, limit the number of throws from Ben. I think they're going to be around for a while. So I, I don't think they're going to win, but I think don't be surprised if it's a one possession game late. That's sort of my thought on that game. So I'll give it to you now for your thoughts. 
I mean, that's really all you can hope for, Dave, is to be in the game in the fourth quarter and not like the first matchup when it was, what, like 35-3 to three or something like that in mm. the fourth quarter or something. You know, yeah. it was a huge blowout. Like, it, the game was over by halftime. Yep. Really so, I mean, there's something to be said about beating a team twice in the same year, mm-hmm. especially when the first game was just an epic blowout because – the other team, the Chiefs, are just going to be like overconfident, like, "Oh yeah, like, we just kicked their ass like three weeks ago." What's going to be different in this game? So, I just think from that standpoint alone, the, the, the Steelers definitely have an edge um, because the Chiefs might be a little overconfident. But you know, the matchup it's not very good because right. you know you figure the Chiefs, as good as the the Steelers' defense is. The Chiefs are still going to get their 24 to 27 points. I think even you would agree with that. I would, yeah. So yeah. it's it's going to take a lot for the for the Steelers to win the game. I think if they get maybe a turnover or two, if they can get Mahomes to play like he was playing in the middle of the season where he was throwing an interception, it felt like every single game, and they can get like a short field for, for a score or two, I think they can score 20 or 17. Um, but – Really, that's kind of like the, the ceiling for the Steelers' offense at this point is like 20 points, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's probably not going to be good enough to win. I definitely could see what you're saying about them staying in the game to cover, though, because if they can run the ball effectively, and you're right, the, the Chiefs' run defense is not very good. Their defense, as in general, is not really good. I mean, I know they had some decent performances uh you know, early in the, you know, in the middle of the season after they kind of went off to a slow start. But, like, look at some of the quarterbacks they were playing. I just mentioned they were playing Jordan Love in his first ever career start. I mean, they played the Broncos a couple times with, with Drew Locke. And Drew Locke looked phenomenal on Saturday for, for most of the game. So, um, you know, they the Raiders' offense hasn't, hadn't really done much against them. And that was when they didn't have Waller and some of these other guys. So, you know, their, their defense is not – Great. I mean, look what Burrow did to them. And, and again, like I am not comparing Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> at this stage of his career to Burrow and those receivers. Right. But, you know, I think the the Ravens defense is way better than the, um, the the Chiefs, at least in the run anyway. I know the Ravens secondary has has been uh, has been pretty decimated. But so so I think the Steelers can score some more than they did, you know, against Baltimore last week where they score 16. So they can get to, I think they can get to 20. Is that going to be enough to cover the, the spread? Probably. Cause I think the Steelers defense will keep Mahomes in check enough. And if they commit to the run, like you said, this can be like a 30 to 20 game. And I think the, the Steelers could cover it. I, I, I can't see them winning this game though, unless they get like a, a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown, or they just get so many short fields um, that that they keep the Chiefs uh, off the field, and if they run it so well, they they like dominate kind of possession. Uh, that's that's probably the only paths I see to them actually winning the game. Um, but you know, Dave, I think you might have convinced me to to do a bet here on the Steelers. Oh, let's see. 13, 13 is a lot yeah. in the NFL, especially in a playoff game. And like I said, the the Chiefs are going to be really overconfident, and the, the Steelers are playing with house money because literally. No one expected them to, to be here and to make this game. So they've, they've got nothing to lose. The pressure's all on the Chiefs in this spot. So I think the Chiefs will win by 10. So, you know what, give, give me the, the Steelers with the points. I may sound like an idiot here next week, but 
Um, I'll take the 13 with you. Let's do it. All right. So that brings us to the um, the the big matchup here in town, the Cardinals at the Rams on Monday Night Football. Now, I think it's because it's on Monday night. There's all there's a contingency. There, the logistics allow would allow me to go in the, in the building, but with the Omicron and everything, I'm not gonna do it. But but it's nice to know that I could. Like, it's kind of cool. So as far as the matchup itself, it's a very interesting case because a divisional matchup, you know, it tends to be a good matchup, but. Uh boy, what do you say about either team? John, you're right. Like both teams have been just stumbling to the finish line. Like the Rams were very fortunate to win the game against Baltimore. And then they had a massive meltdown against the Niners. And then you look at Arizona, they lost the game to the Colts. And then now they beat the Cowboys. So good that's a great job out of them. The Cowboy game was great. But you cannot lose to the not the Seahawks like the way they did. They lost going away. It was pretty pathetic. So I remember you made the point that the offense has not been the same without uh, without Hopkins, and he's been out for about a month, like over a month. And so I'm going to give it to you for your thoughts on this game because I have mine, and yeah, like I said, is that you might be surprised by my by my prediction here, but I'm going to give it to you first. Okay. Um, yeah, this is like a almost like a loser leaves town kind of game because <laughs> I mean, whatever coach loses this one, you know, I'm not saying they're going to be fired, but significantly going to go down in in opinion even more so. I mean, the Cardinals. This is two years in a row now where they got off to an amazingly hot start and they just completely folded down the stretch. The only win in this, you know, like their last six games was that Cowboys game. Um, and that was, you know, that was a great win. I mean, their defense played excellent, but their offense has not been right since Hopkins went out, number one, you mentioned that, Dave, and Murray had his injury. And when, since he's come back, he hasn't been able to kind of, uh, you know, make plays with his legs like he, he usually does. And that's really hurt their offense. I think, you know, their teams may have figured out Kingsbury's offense, which is very possible. And it's just, they just haven't played good football the last two months of the season for whatever reason, you know, injuries certainly have played a role, but um, their offense is just not the same of what it was, but you can't trust the Rams either. I mean, Stafford is throwing pick sixes almost every game, you know, I mean, he's clearly a talented player and we saw that for a number of years in Detroit, but we also saw that in Detroit too, like the mistakes that he makes. And I don't know, they're just, I don't know. I don't know what to make of them. I mean, they can they can run the ball sometimes with with they have Michelle and I think Cam Akers might be back, so that certainly can help them. And they're you know they have Ramsey, who's a tremendous cover corner, but I I don't know their defense hasn't come up in a, a big spot really all year. To be honest, I mean they just let Garoppolo go down the field ninety yards in a minute to to win the game. And I, honestly, I I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, seriously, like who yeah. can you trust in this game? You can't trust either team. You can't. So, but you know, if you're going to force me to pick, I'll go with the Rams, just because I don't. I still think Kingsbury is a complete clown, and I just don't like. At least the Rams have put together some halfway competent performances in the last month or so. I mean, they've had some 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 rough losses, but at least they've won some games, and I, I do think that uh, they'll be able to, you know, Cup and Beckham will be able to do some damage against the Cardinals. And I think their their defense is uh, – they'll get some good pressure on Murray yeah. with their front four. And I think that'll be that'll be the difference. So 
I'll say Rams by a touchdown, but honestly, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if the Cardinals won, but just for, for my, for the pick here, I'll say Rams by a touchdown just because I think they're slightly more cohesive at the moment. And I trust <laughs> they a little bit more yeah. than Kingsbury at the moment. But yeah, when I saw this matchup, like I, I'm kind of hoping that the top seeds win because I would love the Packers to play either one of these teams next weekend. Oh, that I don't be- want to play the 49ers, to be honest with you. Really? That's the one team. Yeah. Wow. I, I just think that the, the Green Bay run defense is yeah. the, definitely the, the weak link of mm-hmm. their of their defense. Um, although they will get some guys back. Um, they're going to get Zedarius Smith back. They're going to get Jair Alexander back. But just in, those guys will, are going to help, like, in passing down, like a pass rush. And, um, you know, uh, Alexander is one of the best cover corners in the league. Well, it's not going to help you when the Niners are running the ball down your throat. So mm. um, I definitely think that would be the tougher of, of the potential opponents. So um, I'd much rather play the, the Arizona uh, Los Angeles winner for, for next weekend for sure. Tell you what, one thing about you're talking about run, running the ball. Um, they did get Edmonds back, but, man, the, the Cardinals are stinking running the ball. They are bad. They are so bad. So Connor had an amazing fantasy season, though. Like, they were just dumping it off to him every mm-hmm. single play, basically, mm-hmm. and using you know, screen passes and whatnot. He, and you know, he gets the carries at the goal line, too, so he turned out to be very effective. But you're right, just like on a, a pure, you know, basic 20 to 20 running plays they they're they're not good nah nah and honestly the rams aren't either like either whether it's henderson or whoever else they have like i think they were getting i think they're using michelle recently i don't think they're that great either so they really need to throw the ball to win and and so when you talk about what they're going to do i'm not honestly sure if that's going to really matter against the packers either either one of those teams but we'll see we'll see um here's the thing but that's why but that's why you said you want to play them rather than the Niners. That makes sense. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. So, all right, so let me give you my thoughts on this game. When the Cardinals lost on Christmas Day or Christmas evening, I'd say, to the um to the Colts. I told my dad right after it happened, I said, "This team ain't doing shit in the playoffs like Arizona. They ain't doing shit." So, I'm not going to let recency bias change my opinion there. I am very unimpressed with the Cardinals, and I think I think the Rams are going to kill them, to be honest with you. They're going to kill them. I think they're at home. The Cardinals beat them the first time, but remember, that was a different team. Like you mentioned, Connor is going. You had you have Hopkins. Very different team. The team as it is today is different. The Rams beat them in the rematch in Arizona, so I think if they get another crack at them, I think the Rams will actually beat them pretty handily. So... I expect a huge win for the Rams. Not saying that I'd be surprised if they lost, because as you mentioned, McVay's a clown too. Let's be fair, he's a clown as well. But, but personally, but if you ask me to make a prediction, I think that's what it's going to happen. I think the Rams will cover the four easily. They're going to win by like ten plus. It'll be a very decided game, decisive game. So, Dave, would you do a prop like they have those like winning margin props? So, would you do? Rams to win by say ten to fourteen points. That could be an interesting prop. Oh yeah, probably get really, yeah. really good odds on, or ten or more even. I mean, it, you know, they I, they offer those specific windows like you know one to five, mm-hmm. seven to ten, like ten to fourteen, like that kind of thing. But if you could probably get one like ten or more too. It, it probably pays pretty decently. Let me take a look at that because like I wouldn't like doing specific windows, but if there's an alt line of like Rams minus nine. I would be all over that. Oh yeah, you probably can get that too. You can yeah. you can probably buy any kind of alternate yeah. line. Like yeah, minus nine and a half or minus nine. Yeah, get on yeah. that. Because if they if I I mean honestly, 
it's either going to be that or they lose. <laughs> I don't really see it in between. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, so. this will be a, this will be a real shit show, I think. Yeah, so okay. there'll be good entertainment anyway on Monday night. So <laughs> that, be, that do you watch the Manning cast, Dave? I I am ashamed to admit I have not watched the Manning cast. I've watched it a couple times, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't since like week three or so. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are you know it's all over like the internet when you're watching, you know, if you're following Twitter and watching the game. Like it's all people are talking about are the Manning cast. I guess mm-hmm. I'm a sucker. For punishment, listening to Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick. Although <laughs> I, I think Lewis Riddick is pretty good. I mean, Greasy I could do without, mm-hmm. but you know what? It's a huge upgrade over Booger, so I would not <laughs> I complain mean, too much. You took it out of my mouth. You so, did. <laughs> anybody would be better than Booger, so I, I'm not going to complain too much. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the Metacast is fine, I guess. Like, I, I mean, I'm not so sold on the idea that it's like oh it's just so much better than the the regular telecast i think the biggest problem is that they're just talking they're not really getting you're not really taking you through the game which is fine but i think it needs like a host like it needs like some other guy to like go and we're back and then you guys keep talking and then like you know what i mean i need some continuity but i'm kind of like fiddle that way I, I i'm always a fan of continuity so i um i mean it's not necessarily bad like i think they i like some of their stories uh, their guests are kind of boring, to be honest, but but I think if you just had the two of them the whole time, I think it'd be fine. So I would definitely love to hear your thoughts on it. If they're doing any playoff games, let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, I'd be curious what you think, because Ron loves it. He said that he loves it more than the regular telecast, which is interesting. Interesting. Maybe I'll tune in for this one just to see yeah. how I like it, or at least for a quarter anyway, because mm-hmm. if it's just kind of... Cause I, I mean, even though half the time the analysts are full of shit, like for example, Boogers was full of shit the entire time. Like right. that would have been right. great to do the Manning cast when he was the the analyst. But <laughs> even if he was, you know, full of shit, like you still like to see like the replays of, of what just happened and at least some analysis. And I guess you're not getting that with with the Manning. Cast. Not it's really. Just, yeah, you're talking over the game essentially. Effectively, yeah. That's sort of been the issue. Is like the thing is, it's cool. I mean, if you just didn't care about the game or if the game was completely out of hand it's a great option but i noticed that there was like one time where the game was actually pretty good i'm like you know what i I need to go to the regular one just to get an idea because you're not you're kind of like it's like it's in the background like the game's like you're more focused on them what they're talking about than the game itself right 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 so yeah that's that's what i would say about it it's a good question yeah um i think that's it i think it's all the game so yeah it should be a very interesting weekend i mean honestly there's an argument for taking every underdog except for the Eagles. Like the Eagles, I just I can't, I can't. Like I, yeah. I, just, I don't. Yeah, know. no, you're right. I think that's the one team I I can't bet. Yeah. is the Eagles this weekend. Every other underdog, I definitely could make a case for. I, I just can't see it with with the Eagles. So I don't know. Maybe I'll do a six team parlay and we'll we'll see what happens. With <laughs> you mean wait picks. wait? So like like every like so you take uh like all all the money lines? Yeah, like that, is that the idea? No with spreads. Oh we'll spreads! Six, wow. Yeah, six team parlay with spreads. Like I, if I hit three or four, I'll, I'll consider it a, a win. But what I will do, Dave, I know you don't have this in in uh, California because you're not. You guys are behind the times now. I know. No what the hell? Betting. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I saw New York just got it, so maybe maybe there's hope for California in the yep. future after all. But um, I love doing the same game parlay, so I'll probably do one on each game. So that'll be that'll be fun. Oh yeah, SGPs. Yeah, when I was in Colorado uh, visiting Coach and, and company, like I I was I was using FanDuel for like a couple of days, and so I was familiar. I familiarized myself with SGPs. Like those are cool, very cool. 
I just thought that that was something you could do anyway. I never realized that that's, you're normally not supposed to do that. But when my my other account, like yeah, I know it's it's an interesting thing because I, I mean clearly their books are making just a shit ton of money off of you with those because they like they adjust the odds somehow. So like you said, if you just pick three regular props and parlay them, you're probably going to get better odds than if you use the same game parlay feature that they offer you because they like they they manipulate it but whatever i mean it's a quick way to make a decent amount of money like you you put 10 bucks and you can win 150 if like you have these little four things hit so um it's it's i I enjoy them you know i'm not expecting to win every one of them it's just an additional thing so just you know if you hit one out of five of them or one out of ten like you're you're doing pretty good so it's just it's just another dumb gambling option they're, they're, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun oh yeah it sounds like I, I definitely did i think i did one i think i did the sgps for the so when i left when i left denver it was the it was the afternoon before that game against the the bills game and like oh my god like i'm gonna do the first half under i'm gonna do the halftime under i'm gonna do the first quarter under i'm like it was it was fun i think i missed one but i got the other ones i'm like it was a big night <laughs> We went to oh, town. The Bills the... Patriots game. Yeah, because win. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> you know what? That would have been like I was. I was late to the party on that, or else I would have been with you. Like just hammer every under possible, and all the receivers, all the, yep. you know, the yep. quarterbacks, everything. Someone out there, I'm sure, just completely cleaned up. Yeah. Um, on that, but I think I, I just had the game under for that one. I didn't. I didn't think clearly enough to say, okay, well, there's going to be no pass in this game. Let me just go put the unders <laughs> on every, yeah. every receiver possible. But I, I didn't think that, think that clearly, but maybe ne- next time you see, there's like a, 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 you know, typhoon kind of winds, you'll, you'll go on there and just hit all the unders, but yeah, they're definitely fun. Yeah. You know what? It had huge fantasy implications. If you remember that game cap texts me after the game, he's just, He's just livid that, or I think it was, I think it was on Twitter. He was just livid about Mac Jones not putting up a donut in that game. I'm like, Cap, dude, dude, there was like three mile an hour wins. Like you had to, you had to sub that guy out. Like we knew about that wind like a few days earlier. We didn't know it was going to be 30, but we knew it was going to be bad. So just, I mean, certainly I felt bad for him, but it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Mac Jones is your starting quarterback on your football team. Right, know. right. I mean, it was probably was a buy situation. It might have been a buy situation, yeah. You got nobody else, but I mean, that's that's a rough spot for yeah. sure. Yeah, it is, it is. To be fair, like, who would have been a good replacement off the wire? I don't know. So it was just a bad spot, yeah. So um, anyway, SGPs are fun. <laughs> that's the spot. That's sort of what I was getting at with that. Um, so it'd be good. Let's talk about the um, the college championship. I, get, let's, I mean, give it up for Georgia. Finally, finally, they win. They finally get it done. And they did it primarily with defense. And I, I I think, I don't think there's a whole lot to say. I mean, honestly, I mean, Stetson Bennett, the whatever, like, he did what he had to do. I don't really have any real things to say about him. Good for him. He's a Georgia kid, so that's great. I'm happy for them. Um, Yeah. You, ha- you called it. I'll tell you what, you, a week ago, you called it. And and what was shocking to me is that so many people in our pool actually picked Georgia with you. I guess everybody's keen to the idea that you can't beat a team twice. It's really hard to do. I that I was completely stunned at that. And I think that's the single reason why I, I didn't end up in the top three. Because like I thought, oh, I'm going to have at least most of the people are going to pick Bama. Didn't happen. Uh, so props to all of you for, for sniffing that out. 
And uh, I don't know if you're necessarily worried about it at any point. I know Bama went up three nothing early, but I, I I don't know. Just what can you say about Georgia? I mean, they had a great season. Their defense was awesome, and uh, they got it done. So uh, good for them. Yeah, it was a it was a very entertaining game. Um, well, early on in the game, it was kind of boring. Uh, just trying to trading field goals and not much offense happening. Um, I mean, the Georgia defense really kept them in the game early on in the uh, proceedings when um, Bama couldn't get in the end zone and they held them to field goals and Bama was really dominating the game at that point. And they just held them out of the end zone. And eventually uh, they finally got their offense going. Uh, he had white, uh, sorry, cook had that huge run. Um, and, you know, man, I'm really stupid because I finally realized it's Dalvin cook's little brother I had not known that until the national championship game. So uh, bad job out of me, but um, yeah, he had that huge run, which kind of sparked their offense and Bennett was pretty bad for four, for three quarters. And then out of nowhere in the fourth, like they come out throwing on that drive when it was what, 19 to 18. And uh, you know, it was just so quick how it happened. They, they get the touchdown three and out, went down the field again, instantly for another touchdown and then they get the pick six and in a matter of like five minutes, like the game is over. And um, Georgia, you know, the, it was just done at that point. Uh, Bama losing their star receiver, Williams, definitely hurt their offense. Uh, because, I mean, you know, Alabama's like these other blue blood programs where they can just kind of plug in the next guy and they're going to be okay for the most part. But, you know, it happened in the middle of the game. So you're, you're trusting younger players to – step in and play at that same kind of level. And it's a, it's a tough situation, you know, when you're not, if you don't have as many reps or you're just not familiar with the play calls, that kind of thing. And um, I think that definitely hurt Alabama, especially going, going through, uh, through the game. Uh, Bryce Young played. Okay. Um, he did miss a few throws. I mean, Georgia got some good pressure. I remember this, that was that one throw where he had a guy breaking open the end zone, but he couldn't get it to him because, uh, of the pretty big pressure he had in his face. So, you know, Georgia's defense really came came up when it when it really mattered. And um, that's kind of been the theme all year for them. Their defense just dominated uh, throughout almost the entire season. The only team that had success against them was Alabama in the SEC title game. And they definitely uh, remedied that loss. And really, like I said, the key to the game was early on keeping Alabama out of the end zone when Bama was kind of dominating in terms of the yardage and just the, the game flow. And it allowed Georgia to, to stay in it and, you know, regroup their offense. And Bennett made enough plays at the end of the game and they finally overtook Bama. And that was it once they got the lead. So uh, just a tremendous job by Kirby smart and that entire team. And, you know, you got to think that this could be a national title matchup again next year. I mean, these two teams aren't going anywhere. Um, you know, dominating recruiting rankings. Um, Bennett's a senior, isn't he, Dave? I, I'm pretty sure Stetson Bennett is not going to be with them next year. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'd have to look at that, but I'm I'll pretty check. sure he's a senior. But in any event, I mean, like, what a story. The kid's a walk-on, and mm -hmm. he ends up starting and winning the national championship. But I, I know JT Daniels, I think, is, is still there. Um, so we'll see, but you know what? Their defense is so good anyway. Like I'm sure they're just going to reload and they can kind of play the same kind of game next year. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see these two teams 
back again in the mix. And it was a it was a really entertaining game. I, I'm not uh, always for like the the same conference championship, but you know what? They're the two best teams, and um, I do think the playoffs should be expanded, even if you end up with Alabama and Georgia again in the finals. Like who who cares? Like getting there will be more fun you know, than just having the four teams. If it's 12 teams, like, okay, you end up with Alabama and Georgia, but you have all these other great games to be playoff games. Like if that Oklahoma State Notre Dame game was a playoff game, that would have been pretty sweet. Um, but I digress. It was a really good national championship and it, and it capped off a, a great bowl season. So I definitely enjoyed it. And, um, you know, a shame that some of them got canceled, but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, Already going to be counting down the days till August 27th. That's for sure. That'll be when the week zero will kick us off uh, for the 2022 season. Yeah, pretty neat. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think uh, I. I mean, I can't add anything to that. I. I think I'm just glad we got a good game. You know, even if it was ugly just for a while, but it was a close game, and I think that's that was way more than I could have possibly asked for in that because you a lot of people were worried about about the result being similar to the SEC championship. But I at least felt like Georgia would be in it more than that. I think they were just completely unprepared for the situation. Here, they had time to prepare. Their defense obviously did a much better job. They limited turnovers. And um, as you mentioned, and again, defense wins the day for this for this team. And um, I think that's the biggest thing about Georgia that I have to give them a lot of credit for is that they never tried to get away from their identity. They knew that the defense was the strongest with the strongest asset and they rolled with it and they stuck with it to the end. And eventually when you are when you keep it within range, you could make plays and they to- totally did. The defense made plays too. I mean obviously Bama was going to try to tie the game and then you had that that uh, inter- the, you had the uh the pick the pick six at the end of the game. So that was big too. You know, that's certainly a, a part of it. So um yeah, I mean, it was about I don't know about week six or seven. I was like, you know what? Let's it's stop. Let's stop fighting it. Georgia's a great team. Like I just stopped. I was kept getting ah, this is when they're gonna mess up. This is when they're gonna mess up. They never really did. Like I think the game against the SEC against Bama. I mean, listen, I was ready for that, but but I also kind of sided with you. I'm like, that doesn't mean they're gonna do the same thing again. And so I I, I give them a lot of respect. I think they came into this game. They wanted it. They, they they fought hard and they made they made it happen. So so good on them. Um and not gonna disagree on the playoff expansion either, although I am getting starting to get a little annoyed at how these like the actual playoff games have been really terrible. And so do you think that the expansion will fix some of that so that you're not stuck with some shitty like Big Ten team in the play you think so? Okay, yeah. Cause if it- yeah, I think so. Just because you're gonna have more teams involved and just as you get more and more teams in, you're going to be bound to have some competitive matchups. Just the gap between say team five and 12 is not the same as between um, Georgia and Michigan, which is sad to say, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's true. Yeah. So I definitely think there'll be more competitive matchups when we get those, um, get, get the expanded, like Ohio state, Utah probably would have been like a playoff game. And that was, you know, that was a great game. Yeah. So, true. Um, you know, just, just something like that. I, I definitely think we'll get, it'll be a, a more competitive situation, even if it does end up, you know, in the end, like the number one and two teams, but you know, it is what it is. Like, you know, the NFL playoffs sometimes ends up the one seed versus the one seed in the Super Bowl. I mean, they, if they're the two best teams, then 
so be it. Well, I, I'm down with that, definitely. And um, I think the cool thing about what this matchup was is that I think over the course of the season and then including the playoff, as we mentioned, it was clear that they really were the two best teams. And that's what you want. And uh, so we've come a long way from where you had split national championships and random bowls deciding things and just a lot of nonsense like that. The two best teams got to play it on the field and decide it. And that is a good thing. And uh, so it bears out and you ended up with a good game out of it. And that's good, too. So um, great way to end it for a college football season that had a lot of juice. And I, I think um, it's good to see. I'm happy to see some of the teams were down. Like Clemson, I think we had enough of them. So like it's good for them finally kind of getting their, their just desserts and stuff like that. So we'll see. Um, it is interesting to note that what could have happened if Ohio State did not lose to Oregon. I'm just very interested to see, would they have been in the national championship game? What would have happened? That would have been an interesting one. I don't know. Oh, man. That's tough. Yeah. I don't know. Because it, it probably wouldn't have mattered because if the season played out the same way, Michigan still would have made the Big Ten t- championship oh, game. Right. Yeah. So it, yeah. it probably wouldn't have mattered. And if they beat Michigan, that's a different story. But uh, the, the loss to Oregon, it, it, in the end, it didn't, didn't really mean anything. Yeah, that's right. True story. True story. So with that, let's just go to final thoughts for, for the program. It has been a really fun time recapping all these games and, and previewing the wild card round. John, let's see. What, you, what, what do you have to say as we, we close it up tonight? Yeah, I mean, nothing really else to add. I think we did a good job of getting into every matchup, you know, which, you know, could have done a little better maybe with the X's and O's part of it. But, you know, it's just kind of a, a feel thing at this point. Like, we've been watching these teams for, you know, what, 18 weeks now, 17 weeks. So you just kind of have a feeling of, of where they're at. And uh, it should be a great weekend. I mean, I some things the NFL does are stupid. Like, we've talked about this before. Like, just because you can do it, like, doesn't mean you should. Um, but this idea of having just the one buy in each conference, I think really has made, uh, you know, it, it's made it of course, super important to get that number one seed because you're the only buy team. And then it's just made the wild card round just phenomenal. I mean, you have six games this weekend, like all weekend. So you, you can't get any better than that. So, um, I think it should be a great weekend. I think we should have some great games. They're all, I know that the, on paper, a couple of them. Don't look that competitive. But like we said, Dave, every I think we have every underdog with a legit chance um, to at least cover, uh, except I think the Eagles are probably the one team that I, I wouldn't bet on to, to cover the spread. I think the rest of them are all <clears throat> all live to cover, and you know some of them even to get the outright upset. So um, I'm just hoping for some some drama late in the game so we can all uh, be on the internet like posting and tweeting <laughs> and uh, yeah you know, having outrage about all sorts of things, but yeah, it, sh- it should be a lot of fun and um, looking forward to getting back here with the divisional matchups next week. And we'll see when the, the number one seeds, Green Bay and Tennessee get back in here. And um, we'll be interesting to see uh, what those matchups look like. And we'll hopefully we'll get Andy and, and Ron back in the mix. So yeah, uh, definitely should be a, a fun weekend and um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely enjoy all the games. Quick question on the then that show. Do you want to do that? I don't know if I can do Wednesday. Do you want to? Would you be free on Thursday? Because if I'm if I need to, I could probably just do a later Wednesday show. Then we could probably do that. But what do you think? Yeah, my Thursday. I mean, it depends on everybody else. I don't at the moment. I don't think th- that would be a problem for Thursday. Okay. I mean, the good thing is they're all the weekend games, so it's not yeah. like 
you know, if we had to push a regular show, it's like you're going up against Thursday night football and there's really nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. yeah, no, that, that, that's, that'll work. So okay. I'll get back to you on that. I'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, John. Well, have a great weekend and good luck on your action too. I'll, I'll see you soon. That sounds great, Dave. Uh, good luck to you and everybody else. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye. Take care. All right. That's it for, for John. That was good. That's a good time. Like, uh, we are set you up for the wild card round. I think we're ready to go. I hope you're ready to go too. So that's our show tonight. Thank you very much. Again, John, uh, appreciate your time. And uh, we will see you at some point next week. I'll figure out when. But uh, thank you very much for tuning in, everyone. If you missed any of it, go. We can you can check it out at ditcow.com or here at youtube.com slash ditcow. Um, and uh, if you want to check out any of our past episodes, same two spots. And we hope you've enjoyed this entire season of Football Picks. We'll see you next time.